welcome to another episode. It's Fonger News of the student manager slash miniseries hiring manager. Brittany Welsh is my first guest on the hiring manager that's actually a college grad. Brittany, what's up? Hey, thanks for having me. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Because, see, you have a lot to share. So I don't know how long people are going to listen to this podcast for, but we could talk about the transition from LSU to transferring to USC to going abroad, being a student athlete, and then the real shit happens. You have to get a job. I know. The dreaded job, that's for sure. So you work for? Arthrex. They're a medical device company. How long have you been working with them for? A year and a month. A year and a month. So is this like your first career job after graduation? Yes, it is. Did you see yourself doing this like when you were in college? Because right, people that are listening, this podcast helps college grads, recent grads, or even people that need a job. Did you think you'd be working in this industry when you were majoring and going to school at LSU and USC? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> so what's the moral of the story? Moral of the story is you could major in whatever you want, and it could be completely opposite of what you actually do. So you don't have to be tied up in your major. What was your major? Mine was communication. So no medical background at all. That's the best major. Like that's my major. That's my daughter's Julia's major, because I tell people it doesn't matter what you get your degree in, because at the end of the day, I guess that's how you and I became a little bit tighter, right? Exactly. Because your debt. Do you remember that day? It's all about networking, by the way. <laughs> all about networking. No, I please remind me. I think your dad, it was during COVID. Do you mind if uh, my daughter, Brittany, reaches out to you? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. And you did. And do you remember that whole process or the conversation? Why did you reach out to me? I reached out to you. I, I mean, Becca, I knew you guys because of Becca and all that. So I knew you. And I knew you had a really great background in just, you know, networking. You were very good at it. And I wanted to get your advice because I haven't had a sales job yet. My dad was like, oh, he's been a manager. He knows what to look for, all that. So I reached out. Again, no sales background, no nothing. And I was just like, okay, this is my first step to try and figure out how do I get this job. You didn't have any sales experience. And most people that are graduating from college don't have not only sales experience or just career experience in general. They're coming from college, maybe interning, uh, internships or just some part-time jobs working for family friends, right? <laughs> exactly. And this is also, I had started the interview process with another company and kept getting told, hey, great candidate. You need more like sales experience, all that. So I knew I wasn't going to get this job just by winging it and being like, okay, yeah, I've never had sales experience. I've never done any of that. So speaking with you, it was nice to get your perspective on it because I was didn't have that. So let's nutshell this. If you were to give advice to a college student today or even a graduate, a graduate, here it is May, people are graduating. They have no freaking clue on how to get a job, how to interview, what to look for, what advice would you give them? I would say networking is going to be your friend. And that doesn't necessarily have to be going to a career fair, even though you should and all that. It could be as easy as reaching out to your parents being like, hey, I want to go into this field. Do you know someone who could help me? Or LinkedIn. I mean, social media is so popular nowadays. And LinkedIn's a big social media site. 
to for professionals to reach out. So I think use like all that to your advantage. LinkedIn, you hit it on the dot because I think in the last year, two years, I've seen more college students start friending me, all mm-hmm. my daughter's friends. And I'm like, wait, you're still in college. Yep. But they want to look professional and exactly. you got to have that professional picture. Any advice on LinkedIn? What did you do to clean yours up? Because this is not Instagram or Snapchat or no. Facebook. No, you have to treat it, especially for all the people still in college, treat it like a school project where it has to be professional. You have to treat it like a social media form of your resume. So what you're sending to companies anyway that you are able to get career advice on how to write a resume, all that at your college, do the same thing for your LinkedIn because companies are going to look at your LinkedIn and be like, okay, here's a brief snapshot of the candidate. Do we want to proceed or not? When you interviewed for, well, first, how many companies were you looking into? One, one, whoever said no to you, you need more sales experience. Who was that company? It was Stryker. Stryker. Great, great medical company. All right. Definitely you need experience on that one. And I think we talked about that. <laughs> yes, we did. And then you said, all right, I'm going to go interview with this other company. How many other companies were there in that process? So in the process, I'd say there was about four medical device companies that I would go on LinkedIn. I'd look up Orange County, LA, Stryker representative or Zimmer representative or Arthrex representative. And I'd just reach out to those people being like, hey, I know you don't know me. I'm looking to get into the um, field you're in. Can we do an informational interview and just get like basics? And a lot of the times that led to them being able to figure out, oh, can I get this candidate in front of my manager? Is it a good, are they a good candidate? And then, so it was, yeah, like four companies that I was constantly looking for reps in the area and just reaching out to them. Let's talk about the interviewing process. What do you remember from that process that you can actually help someone listening to this podcast? With the, you have to practice. It's like studying for a test. It's, you can't go into an interview without preparing. So I think for me, the hardest part of the interview process that I put a lot of effort into was just preparing for when you do get those invites to phone calls or invites to interview in person, like practice, reach out to family, friends, or your own parents, siblings, and just have them do mock interviews with you. Brittany, we did <laughs> we did mock interviews during COVID. I think yep. we're on video, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and yeah. I always ask, there might have been an aha moment or something that you walked away with. I might've offended you because I said, (laughs) you need to work on your pitch. It's kind of green, right? What do you remember from, from our interview that stood out that might help somebody? I remember thinking that I was like, so prepared for it. I was like, okay, you know, I've done a couple like interviews with Stryker, whatever. It's not working, but I think I'm good. And I didn't close and I didn't ask like the closing questions, any of that. And you said nicely, but you were like, Brittany, you're not going to get a job in sales if you can't close out our interview. It's fake. So I remember walking away being like, huh, that's right. That that makes sense. And really like thinking, okay, how am I going to close? And you mentioned you have to close with questions like, okay, when do I start? Like, are there any other issues you see as to why I couldn't get the job? All this. So Closing was a big one. So for those that are listening, let's see how much you've improved. It's a year and a <laughs> half. 
Yes. Should we role play and do a little mock interview? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So, Brittany, thank you for joining. Uh, thank you for coming here. Why don't we do this in a minute or less? Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are, bring me up to speed, and what you're looking to accomplish? Absolutely. So, I'm currently in medical sales for a company called Arthrex in Orange County. And I cover about 20 hospitals and surgery centers where I'm servicing for the surgery center, bringing in our products, making sure that they have the products and the doctors to help them perform surgery and have the best outlooks for their patients. And so I graduated from USC, went to LSU for two years before transferring to USC. And now I'm just really looking to find a new career path. And I think that would be great to do it with your company. So notice how she had, some people don't know what an <laughs> elevator pitch is. That's your 30 second elevator pitch. Very polished. You've come a long way because there was a lot of, remember, ums. Yes. Uh, uh. Oh yeah. But with my job now, I've learned I can't say um, or I think, or any pauses. It has to be, if a doctor asks me a question, I have to confidently be like, yes, doc, that's what you're supposed to do, or else they'll call me out on my bullshit, for sure. Absolutely. And the eye contact. <laughs> yes. Eye contact's huge. Fake it till you make it. Oh, you have to. That's most of your job I'm learning. You fake it till you make it, and you're successful because you're really confident about it, and you start to learn what you don't know. You said one thing when I ran into you uh, with with you and Dougie Fresh and Mary. You're like, you got me my job. And I mm -hmm. said, how did I get you your job? Yes, I helped you. And I role play. And I love role playing like what we just did. Yeah, exactly. But there was one moment, I think, that really stood out. And, and I laughed because I do that all the time with my kids. What was it? <laughs> it was. Uh, so I remember I was preparing. I had just gotten... Um, an invite to go interview with the president, the VP. And I was like, okay, I, I need to practice because this is my last chance to try and get this job with this company. And you're like, okay, sell me a pen. And I was like, oh my, this is old school. No one's going to do this. And I walk into my interview halfway through the president rolls me a baseball and goes, okay, Brit, sell me this baseball. And I was like, oh, God, I practiced. Been there, done that. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then closing. So what are some, uh, I know you mentioned some, but why don't you help someone just in general, like some closing questions? Right. So this is, so I asked my president with my closing question, he was like, this was after, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And he's like, so do you have any other questions? Like, if not, we're going to wrap up. I was like, okay, when do I start? And he was like, I didn't even offer you the job. And I was like, so when are you going to offer me the job? And then he's like, can you start next week? And so that was one, that was my favorite closing question. And it worked. Those responses, very confident. Mm -hmm. All right. Now I'm at US Bank and I just transitioned into another internal job. So I went through yep. a seven week interviewing process and I used <laughs> all my techniques that I've learned and uh -huh. actually do to close for this position because I was asking him the same thing. How many candidates? Where yes. do you see me? Am I... I'm at the top two candidates. When would you like to make a decision by? Exactly. Right. Some people are like, that's too brutal. That's too direct. No, it's yes or no. Either do you, they're going to want to know that. They're going to want to know it. And you got to just get to the point. You know why you're there. You're there because you're interviewing for a job at a company. They're interviewing you because they're trying to figure out if you're a good candidate. So just get to the point. So when you were in college, yes. right, did you even have time? Did you, who helped you with your resume or who helped you with, looking for a job or who to talk to. Yep. 
Um, so when I was a freshman sophomore and I didn't think to really, I was like, oh, I have plenty of time in college. I would just send my resume to my dad trying to go to internships. But then junior and senior years when I really started to hit up the USC Career Center and they were great at figuring out, especially um, coming home from COVID, not knowing what to do. They were great at being able to look at my resume, look at my personality and be like, okay, why don't you try this job? So I think all you college kids go out there, go to your career center. They're very helpful. Was there any point where there's like an aha moment where you didn't like some of the things you were involved in either? I don't know, club association internship. Or are you like, I definitely know I don't want to do this as a career. Yeah. So I was fully set to go into sports marketing, be in the sports world. And yeah, coming back from co or coming back home from England because of COVID, I remember just sitting around trying to find a job in sports. And one, there were no sports because of COVID. And two, I was trying, I just didn't seem like it was necessarily something I wanted to do. It was more, okay, I've been an athlete for so long. It just makes sense for me to continue in the sports path. And so I remember just one day being like, wait, do I actually want to be in sports or is it just something I've done for so long, I feel uncomfortable leaving. So I started looking into different careers and my dad did medical sales out of college. And I remember always being curious about it, but never being like, oh, I don't don't like medicine. I don't like needles. And so that's when I started looking more in depth into it. And now we're here. What do you like about your current job? Any, Any of those that are potentially think they're not cut out to be a salesperson, right? So what advice do you give? And then like, What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? So anyone who thinks that they aren't cut out to be a salesperson, you're just not giving yourself enough credit. Sales are all about relationship building. So you don't necessarily have to be the person that goes in and closes within like the first time of meeting someone. Like if you're good at growing relationships with people and you like being around people, at least for my career, like in medical sales, then you're cut out for the job. It's just all about networking, growing relationships. So people who are nervous about getting into sales because they feel like it's cutthroat, it's not. Just treat it as, okay, I'm just trying to build my network. And a lot of those people that you're building the relationships with are your clients or for me, like surgery centers that are just long-term relationships that I'm building upon. So let's talk about the, the benefits, yes. right? Being in sales. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tee it up <laughs> for you, but tell me what you, what you like about it. Cause there are certain things I love about being in sales for like the last 30 years. Yeah. So I really, it keeps me on my toes. It's never the same day. And so I, I really like that coming from that athlete background, I needed something that was keeping me busy, keeping me thinking. And also it's a very, it's a team oriented job and not to dance around it, but it's good money. I mean, for me, you, it's not, I'm not hourly employee. It's I'm based on my commission. So it gives me incentive to really want to go out there and make the sales and all that. So similar to athletics where I wanted to win. So <laughs> Let's cut to the chase because you're not sugarcoating any pig. You can control your own destiny. Yes. No one's going to tell you how much to make. You're probably salary plus commission, commission bonuses. The more you 
sell or the more activity, the more your numbers you grow, whatever exactly. quarter, year over year, you're going to make more money. Yes. So <laughs> you're not capping yourself. Correct. It's not like you're an attorney, an hourly worker. Uh huh. Right. But then the most important part is let's talk about the freedom and flexibility, right? You yeah. make your own hours. If you want to go work out, you can go work out. If you need to go have a appointment, you can go do that personally because it's all about time management. It's all, it's time management. Like today I had a case at 7.30 and a case at 10.45 and I was done by noon. So I had an option to, if I wanted to go to the gym, I could, but today I was like, okay, it's a lighter day. I'm going to be really busy the rest of the week. So I was doing a lot of, you know, at home, just uh, the computer stuff. So let's give a little deep inside because I call those like the hunting prospecting. Mm -hmm. I mean, that little admin stuff that you really don't need to do in I call um, revenue generating hours. You could do yeah. it early or late, like late at night. But what? G give a little brief background of some things that you do. Yeah. So my like hunting type of part of my job is, for me, I'll call a surgery center and I'll be like, "Hey, is Doctor X, Y, and Z available to have lunch tomorrow?" Because uh, I know maybe this doctor I haven't worked with before. He might not know who I am. That I'm the Arthrex rep and all that. So it's a lot of. For me, I literally look up Orange County foot and ankle specialists. I see, okay, do I work with this guy? Do I work with this guy? If I don't work with them, I give them a call. And I'm like, hey, my name's Brittany. I'm your Arthrex rep. Let's meet up, have like lunch or something so I can introduce you to our products and myself. Now, you're only a year and a half into this. I know when I was a sales rep and then as a sales leader, and I would even tell my sales reps, this, I go, you should always have your resume up to date because uh -huh. it's like recruit... It's like NIL free agency, right? Oh, it's, I'll be in a hospital and a competitive rep will come up to me and be like, by the way, if any of my coworkers are listening, this doesn't happen, but they'll be like, hey, why are you working for them? We'll pay exactly. you so much more. Uh -huh. Right? So Brittany, why should I hire you? Why should you hire me? I think it's an easy question and an easy answer because I'm going to be competitive and I'm going to make you more money. So why wouldn't you hire me? So what? Everybody says that. See, now I'm putting her on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I now love he's making me think. Um, everyone can say it, yes, but here's my resume that has proof of how I was able to grow my current company's quota and grow the business within this past year. What else can I show you that proves that I'll be able to make you money? I don't know, because these are just numbers. So what? Because I love it. I love saying so what? I know. I remember our first like mock interview. You said, so what? And I was like deer in headlights. Like, <laughs> so what? So what? I'm not getting the job. It, it, here, here's something that people see. Mm -hmm. All right. So if you're listening out there, first confidence. Yes. But energy and passion. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Remember what I told you? I don't care what you say. Uh -huh. Whatever comes out of your mouth, just you better say it confidently and it better have some passion and energy exactly. with it. Exactly. Yeah. So. There's a, it's funny now being in my job, I've seen some candidates go through because they'll do ride longs with our job. And there's some that it's just like, okay, buddy, like, do you want to be in this job or not? Cause All right. So stop right there because I have not taught her to, we used to, our boss used to say, Hey, Michael, will you give a ride along with this rep? So if someone's, I don't care if it's in sales or what, tell my audience followers what not to do in a ride along and what to do in a ride along. Uh huh. Well, first, so in our job, we are really lucky. We get to wear scrubs every day to work. Don't show up in casual clothes if like, if 
you're going into a company where they're like, oh, dress casual. Don't dress casual. Dress business professional. Make because first impressions matter. Yes. So dress nice. Make sure you have a printed out copy of your resume so you can give it like have three or four because you don't know how many people you're actually going to see in that day. People have a lot of other stuff going on besides seeing you on a ride along. So make sure you have a lot of resumes that you can just give out and have your elevator pitch ready. And then ask them questions about the job. Show that you're actually interested. You're not just here because it's another step of the hiring process. Overprepared. Yes. All right. So when you graduated from USC, you went abroad. Yes. I think you balled too, right? I did. I played in England. By the way, Brittany, she's a graduate of modern day. I'm going to, gosh, I better not butcher this. It's 17, 16? 15. Oh, hey, I made you younger. <laughs> I know. Right. So she graduated modern day, class of... 2015, went to LSU. Well, we could talk about that if we have time. Transferred to USC, but I'm more curious about when you graduated because people are graduating like mm -hmm. in the next 30 days. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, are you moving home? Like your kid's living at home or what are you doing? Like you uh -huh. go to college, go get a freaking job. I'll go off maybe because the times are different now. But do you think you were ready to get a job when you graduated or you needed that year experience to grow and develop? I think I needed that year. For me... If I would have gotten a job, right? So I did a bunch of jobs shortly that summer, but they were like month long. I don't think I really knew what I wanted to do with my life. And granted, the first job's not necessarily your career, but I was still trying to figure that out. So for me to go to England, where out of my comfort zone, having to go nine hours flight, like 10 hour flight, different time zone without my parents, and kind of be on my own. That was something that was really important to me. So, and I think it helped shape what I wanted to do with a career. And I think that's when COVID was really going <laughs> on and your sister was visiting you all yep. the time. And mm -hmm. your dad would call me and say, oh my gosh, I'm spending on these airline tickets. I mean, <laughs> they're supposed to be in school, not just traveling, living the life. I was in school. Just, it was online in Barcelona. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. And exactly. now look at where you are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... And I think one thing students and actually career people like yes. you now, people don't stay at jobs for like three or five years. They kind of no. look at you and they'll say, well, whoa, what's wrong? Why is Brittany here? Uh -huh. Right? Like people, your generation, I just see it because when I was hiring, people like to jump like every three to five years. Yeah. I mean, that was the one thing I like about my company is you look on the LinkedIn and people are 10 plus years at the job. And they're younger people too, but it's still, there's a lot of people who after a year or two, they have that other company coming in saying, Hey, we'll pay you so much more. And they just jump ship and go to the new company. And I'm sure there's internal positions like how I'm moving internally, maybe exactly. even or a leadership position. You're too young. You don't want to trust me when you, <laughs> when you sell, you, you basically are relying on young people like you to pay uh -huh. for baby shoes. <laughs> right. I always just said, yeah. I'm not here to babysit. Uh-huh. It's funny. Um, all my like managers have kids and all that. So yeah, it's they're very much. Reliant. You're a teeny bopper <laughs> running around. That's how I used to refer them to. I'm like, oh, she's a teeny bopper. He's uh -huh. a teeny bopper. Uh huh. All right. As we wrap up, I I kind of wanted to hit on uh, that how you graduated USC and and the transition. Uh, obviously, if people are now listening, still listening, because you've given some great insight, but. Just the entire, your whole experience, maybe even talk about from the transfer. I mean, from a student athlete, 
going to LSU, transferring, why um, it's okay, what you, the whole process, ending up at USC and everything working out and happening for a reason. Yeah, so I started at LSU and I loved it. OC kid in Baton Rouge, it was great. But then my sophomore year, we weren't doing great in volleyball. And unfortunately, my coach and I had a falling out where we just, we were nine and 20. I kind of hit that sophomore slump and physically I wasn't performing mentally. I was just in my head, couldn't get out of it. And so after the season, after just a really bad season of uh, mentally just not being there, a coach that didn't really support me, I decided to transfer to USC. And it was funny. I remember when I was transferring to SC, I was going from a 9-20 and 20 school two years in a row to a school that won the Pac-12 my freshman year. And I was like, man, I just hope I'm able to be on the travel team for Oregon just because I was so – my coach at LSU did a number on my head. I was like, oh, I'm an awful player now. So I get to SC and – Right away, I have this coach who's just putting a lot of belief in me and a lot of support, and I go from riding the bench at LSU to starting at SC, and it was a big change because we were winning. I hadn't been on a winning program before, and I felt really supported. So for the everyone listening, if you are in a job, if you're at work or something, and you're not feeling respected, get out. Yeah. We don't, don't feel pressure. End of the day, everyone's just trying to do what's best for themselves. So why can't you do that? Brittany Welsh. <laughs> there you have it. Giving insight at such a young age <laughs> on really the career search process, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. interviewing, uh, what to do, what not to do. Yep. And did you have this? I mean, Going through college or even graduating, if you can hear someone like yourself today, would that have helped you? Absolutely. It would have because in college I was never looking and thinking for a career. So I wish I could just go back to younger Brittany and kind of shake her and be like, okay, listen, you're going to figure it out, but you got to start figuring it out now. Well, I'm very happy and fortunate that you called Uncle Fonger, right? <laughs> exactly. Because that, that story sticks, and that's why I said Britt's going to be my first <laughs> college grad on talking oh, about uh, her success. And not only that, because you're in sales. Yeah. I love exactly. sales. Oh, sales is fun, guys. Everyone should join sales. It's a fun job. There you go. For the student manager, hiring manager, Fonger News, out. <laughs>